Welcome to Episode 9 of the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and I'm so glad that you're listening today. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a ministry opportunity that we provide here at the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Basically, the whole purpose of this podcast is to answer questions that people might have concerning Christianity. These might be things that you have heard while talking to others, or these might be things that you're pondering yourself. And what we try to do with this podcast is take the opportunity in about 15 or so minutes to answer any possible question that you might have and give you an answer from the Bible to maybe give you some thoughts and some clarity concerning that issue. What we're going to talk today is really one that I find that a lot of people are basically saying, as you talk to them, it has to do with the church and whether or not people need the church. In fact, that's the question today. Do we really need the church? This is especially, too, because we live in the Internet age, because, you know, hey, we live in the Internet age. How about the fact that I can listen to any podcast or listen to any live streaming of any service that's on the Internet on Sunday? Why do I need to go to a church and listen to that local pastor bringing the Word of God? I can just stay at home. Another thought might be, why do I need to go to church anyhow? Can't I worship God at home, or can't I worship him in from the tree stand, or when I'm out at the beach with my family and I'm just kind of soaking in the rays, and can't I worship God anywhere? Why do I need to go to church? Another question that sometimes is raised concerning the whether or not we do we need church, another point that's raised is, what about the fact that it's pretty irrelevant? I've tried the church thing. The pastor's message, well, you know, sometimes it's interesting. But to be honest with you, George, it's not where I'm at today. Another one is, you know what? They expect you to dress up. I don't have the clothes to dress up. In fact, I'll never forget. I had a phone call from someone asking for some help. And one of the questions I ask people when they call for help is, is do you go to church somewhere? And the lady said, no, we don't go to church because we really can't afford it. And and I thought to myself, well, wait a minute, what do you mean you can't afford to go to church? And I said, what do you mean by that? And she, and, and she said, well, we can't afford the clothes. So to a lot of people out there, this is a very real issue. They don't really see the need to go to church. They don't see it as relevant. They see it as something that's beyond them. In fact, they'll say, all they want is my money, or it's going to cost me money to go there. And they don't really see the need or the purpose. And it's not just unbelievers or people who don't profess Christianity. There's a growing number of people, I call them the de-churched, who no longer see the need for going to church at all. In fact, a lot of the de-churched will say, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in church because all they do is fight, or I'm not interested in church because all they're doing is pushing an agenda, or all they're interested in is politics, or all they're interested in is this. So we're not just talking about unbelievers, we're talking about believers. And to be honest with you, there's this growing attitude that there is no need for church. So, you might be saying, okay, George, how do we 
deal with this question. How are you going to, how are you going to approach this thing? Because yeah, I'm thinking the same thing or yes, I know somebody who's thinking the same thoughts concerning this issue about church. Well, let me approach it in a couple of ways. I'm going to approach it first of all concerning how we view church in North America. I'm going to look at it that way first of all and and maybe show to you that our perception of church is wrong and then I'm going to show you a passage from the scripture that kind of gives you an idea of what a what biblical church is supposed to be about what it's supposed to be about. I'm going to talk about how we view it today and then I'm going to talk about the reality of what the Bible says. So let's talk about how it's viewed today. Whenever you talk to people about church, here's what they think. And this is true of people who come, who've gone to church all their life, who are faithful in going to church. This is true of people who don't go to church or have no interest in church. When you talk about church, here's what they think. They think church is a service, a worship service. Or they think church is some sort of organization. And, and I can understand why they would think that, because most churches in the United States, especially here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, are incorporated bodies. So they are, they are literally legal organizations, nonprofit organizations. So when you talk about going to church, they think of it as you're going to some organization, or it's simply just a worship service. And, and this is definitely comes out. So like, for instance, if a church changes its worship style. So for instance, if they make a change in the music, you all of a sudden have people who get all upset because you've changed church. What do you mean we've changed church? All we did was change the music. No, in their mind, again, the, the service is the church. So now the service is no longer the same. So therefore church is no longer the same. And so what we have is, is that we've developed a mindset, whether we're believers or not, that views church simply as some sort of spectator event. And it comes down to whether or not I really need that spectator event in my life. Now, sadly, a lot of times pastors who should know better, but then again, maybe they don't know better have reduced it down to the service. In fact, you know, I, I remember years ago studying for some of my education, studying church growth principles and so forth, and, and hearing someone say, it's about Sunday, stupid. It's That's what it's about. It's about the Sunday service. And that's sometimes the whole mentality. It's everything's towards that Sunday service. Well, it's not about the Sunday service. That's not church. And if if church is only simply a service, then I can see why people wouldn't want that, because then there becomes no relevance for church after a while for folks. So when we talk about the reality of church and why you need it, we need to first recognize how it's seen. And I think for most Americans, it's simply seen as just a service, a spectator event. So here's what happens. It then becomes an option. It becomes one thing among many that we could choose to do on a given day of a week. What do you mean? So it's Sunday. What do I do? I've got church today. Or I've got the family reunion. 
or I've got this sporting event with my child, or I've got this opportunity to go to the lake, or I've got this opportunity to go over to the next county and visit somebody, or I have the opportunity to do some work in the art, or I have the opportunity to sleep in. And so church becomes an option about what we can do. Because why? We see it as a spectator event. But I'll be honest with you folks, that's not what church is. Nowhere, if you read through the New Testament, do you come to the conclusion that church is a spectator event. In fact, most descriptions in the scripture, yes, they talk about the assembly of the of people gathering together, but they don't really talk that much about the assembly. Yes, Paul in in 1 Corinthians chapters 12 through 14 gives some instructions about how they're to be during a service or or a gathering of together. But the reality is is you don't see very much said about the service. That's not really typically the description of a church in the New Testament. What it talks about though is is that church is a group of people who are believers in Jesus Christ, who gather together, who assemble together for mutual benefit. Now, what do you mean by that, George? Mutual benefit. Well, what I mean by that is, is that the whole purpose of church is so that we can encourage each other in our Christian lives. So, what I want to look at today is kind of give you a perspective here is from Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to look at verse 23 through 25 and see what the writer of Hebrews says here because he gives these folks who are undergoing some severe hardship, who are thinking about turning their back on Jesus, he gives them a command to assemble together. And he tells them why they need to. So he tells them why they need the church. And from this, we're going to see why you and I need the church. Why the church is more than just a service. Why it's important for you to be a part of a body of believers. Because you need it. Here's what he says. Verse 23 of chapter 10 of Hebrews. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. All right, let's, so let's take a look here. I think we're going to see several key things that is going to come out of this passage that's going to tell you about why we need the church. First thing I'm going to, sh- to kind of show you is, is verse 23, he's telling you and I, as Christians, as believers in Jesus Christ, that we're to hold on to our hope without wavering. So we're to hold on to our trust and our belief in Jesus Christ, the salvation we have, heaven that's coming, because the one who promised it to you is faithful. And so first thing, you hold on to your faith. Now, the next thing he's telling you to do, verse 24 is, is that he wants you to consider one another. Okay, so what what he's talking about there, I think that's a pretty good way of saying it, consider one another. He wants you to focus on other people, other believers. 
Here's what happens. We tend to gravitate towards thinking about ourselves. We tend to focus on what my needs are and what I want to have happen. But he's telling us, look, no, no, you need to consider other believers around you. What are their needs? What's going on in their lives? And so if you think back to when, one of the, when I said it's a spectator event and why people say they don't go to a church is a lot of times they view it as something that they're getting. A church should be something for them. In fact, you know, I'm, I'm used to hearing every once in a while you hear somebody say, well, I'm not going to that church or I'm not going to your church because my needs aren't being met. Folks, that is the antithesis of what it's saying here in verse 24. Church isn't about meeting your needs. If that's what it was about, then no wonder you don't want to be there because nobody's needs can be completely met here. What it is, though, is is that in church, you have the opportunity to consider what's going on in other people's lives. That's what he's talking about here. You start considering one another. Why do I want to consider one another? Well, he tells you right there in verse 24. In order to stir up love and good works. So in order, I'm going to consider what's going on in the lives of other people around me in this assembly that's called a church, in order so that I can encourage them to love. Love who? Love you. Love others, just like you're showing love by considering what's going on in their lives. And I can also stir up within them good works. Now, what is that talking about? Oftentimes throughout the New Testament, when it talks about good works, a testimony of their good works. It's talking about how they live their lives as Christians. So I'm going to stir up them right living so that they live for God in their life. So I need church, not for myself, so that I can be there for others, so that I can encourage others to love and good works. Now, here's the thing. If all of us are gathering with that focus, then somebody's going to be considering you and what's going on in your life and stirring you to love and stirring you to what you need in your life. Verse 25, he says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Here, it's not a command. It's, it's not here. It's not here. It's not an option. It's a command. Church is not an option. It's it's basically something you need. You should not forsake the assembling of yourselves with others. Why? Because you're needed to stir up love and good works with other people. But here's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. Even in his day, this was the manner of some around them. Even in their day, they had people who felt that they didn't need church. But he goes on here and says, but exhorting one another. You and I need to encourage one another. Why? Even more so as we see the day approaching, even more so as we see the culture changing, as we see everything moving to Jesus Christ coming back. It is so important that you be a part of a body of believers, encouraging each other, building each other up so that you can hold on to your faith until Jesus Christ comes back. That's why you have to do this. That's what the purpose of church is. It's not a service. That's what your focus is. You're never going to like it. But it's being there, building each other up in the faith. Now, here's the sad thing. For most of us, it's become lost to us. 
this whole concept of being there for others in church so that they can be built up and encouraged to hold on in spite of all that they're facing, it's lost to us in North American Christianity. And what we need to do is change our focus. So, okay, so maybe you're listening here. You don't go to our church, but maybe you go to another church. Or you're listening and you do go to our church. Here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. I'm going to encourage you to do exactly what the writer is saying here. You need to quit thinking about yourself and start thinking about how can I help others in their walk and their relationship with Jesus? How can I meet the needs of others? And I'm going to be honest with you. When you start getting your focus off yourself, and putting your focus on being there for others around you, then your perspective about whether or not you need church is going to change. You're actually going to come to a conclusion that church is very much an important part of your life. Again, we want to, we want to thank you for listening to the podcast. There are many ways that you can listen to this podcast. You can listen on our church app, which you can find at the iOS app store or Google Play. Just simply type in Kerwinsville Christian Church. We would love to have your questions. Basically, you can submit those to us through our website, kerwinsvillechristianchurch.org. Go to the contact page. Just fill out the form, submit a question. You don't even have to put your name down, and we'll maybe try to answer your question in one of the future podcasts. You can also go on the webpage and find all the prior podcasts there as well. I would encourage you, if you don't have a church, you can come to our church. We're located at 700 State Street in Kerwinsville, the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Our service starts at 1045. We're a come-as-you-are church, so you don't really need to worry about dressing up. But you can come and hear the Word of God and grow in your faith. Next week, we're going to hit another topic that I think some folks are wrestling with, especially as they see our culture changing and the events happening in the world. I've heard some people wrestling with the question of, are we living in the tribulation? We're going to look at that next week and come to some sort of conclusion concerning this issue. Until that time, we trust you'll have a good week and take care.